the whisperer. The whistle is your signal for the whistler. I am the whisperer. I know many things. I walk by night. I know how many trees tales in the hearts of men and women stepped into the shadows. Yes, I know this famous terrors of which they dare not speak. Yes, friends, it's time for the whistler. Stranger in the house. Helen decided she might as well be honest with herself. Spence getting a tail. But didn't she didn't find out one way or the other. Pretty soon. Something's going to snap. It's been over six years since our foster brother Ted had left for the Orient, the government mission, just before Power Harbor. He's still out there somewhere, between Melilla and Shanghai. Alive or dead, it's a terrible thing to admit to Eve himself, but she's even wishing now for any kind of message. Even one state is totally dead. Lisa would be endless waiting. At least it would be better than not knowing at all. Helen, George, please, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Ted's been on my mind for so long now, I wish I could forget about him for a while. George, I'm rather surprised to hear you say that, Helen. Helen, oh, I know it sounds terrible, but George, it's been six or almost seven years of waiting and not knowing. George, yes, I know, Helen. Helen, I don't... Can't stand it much longer. George, after all, he's my foster brother. Don't you understand? All these years of silence. Fair, only tell us something. George, you must realise there's a lot of women like you, dear. It's just one of the terrible things about the aftermath of war, that's all. Helen, just, let's just wait, then. Let's not talk about him anymore. George, I'm no lawyer, Helen. There are some things we've got to talk about. Helen reluctant. All right, go on, George. George, well, it's been almost seven years now. If we don't have heard from Ted in another four months, be declared legally dead. Helen, what does that mean? George, there's a cause in your foster father's will. Helen, when Ted dies, the entire estate goes over to you. Helen, upset. Why must you always throw that will in my face, George? Why must you always come round to the money, money, money? Every time we talk about Ted, it's the same thing. I don't care about the money. All I care about is having him back, alive and well. Now go on, George. Now please go, George. You don't have to be settled to September. Let's not talk about it till then. George beat. All right, Helen. George's footsteps move off. Helen. George? George. Oh, yes. Helen, karma. I'm sorry I blew up. I guess it just might not myself. George, sure, Helen, I understand. Yes, Helen. The suspense is beginning to tell on you, isn't it? Over seven years of it. Just a few letters from Tate, early 1941, telling you his five women ahead. In silence, no one could get in touch with him. Nothing you could do but wait. You could still wait him, rushing to out to me. In the postman, hoping you stay this would be the big one. George is more tactful now about the will. He doesn't mention it anymore. He's very, and you're very grateful. And then the long last pen ended. 
It's not the postman, it's Rhoda, your maid, walking into your bedroom one morning with a cablegram. Cablegram opened and unfolded. Helen, what? when did this come, Rhoda? Rhoda, just this minute, miss. A messenger brought it to the door. Helen, arriving June 4th, Seattle. Steamer, President Jefferson. Love, Ted. Rhoda, oh, at least, oh, Miss Helen, Miss Ted's coming home at last. Helen, yes, yes, Rhonda, at last. Steamship background, ship home, murmur of passengers. Helen pushing through the crowd. Pardon me, I beg your pardon. Passenger, that's quite all right. Helen calls Stuart. Oh, Stuart. Stuart, yes, miss. Helen, I'm looking for Mr. Ted Van Norton. Raise his cabin, please. Stuart, just a minute, please. Oh, Van Norton. Seat room, 3C, third deck. Helen, thank you. Knock on the stateroom, stateroom door. Ted, from behind the door. Come in. Stateroom door opens. Helen, it's like me. Ted, darling. He- Ted, hello. Helen, oh, I'm, s- I'm sorry. I just must have a wrong stateroom. I'm looking for my brother, Ted Van Norton. Ted, well, that was the matter, Helen. Don't you recognize me? Helen? What? Who are you? Ted, well, this is much of a homecoming after six years. Chuckles lightly. Maybe I better introduce myself. Name is Theodore Van Norton. Helen, oh, there, there must be some mistake, Ted. Helen, darling, you're joking. Helen, who are you? Ted, I already told you. I'm your foster brother, Ted Van Norton. Helen, you're not Ted. You're an imposter. Your friendly, this stranger, trying to pass himself off. So fast about believes you less. There's something to say. True, doesn't resemble. He does resemble Ted. He's tall, the same build, the same athletic pose, the same general features, but his breadth of expression. Not quite Ted, is it? That's funny, isn't it, Helen? What makes he thinks it's funny? Different sort of way. Perhaps he won the people with perverted sense of brute number. Practical joker. Yes, it's hilarious, isn't it? To pull a trick like this after all these those years with most unbearable suspense. Ted, well done, isn't it better we meet, get a move on? Um, are you stupid enough to think we can get away with this? Ted, huh? Get away with what? Um, if this is some crude attempt at humour, I don't think. Ted, not at all. It's quite, I'm quite serious. Helen, where's Ted? Ted, oh. Do you have to be, be that way? Explain what. Helen, don't lie to me. Where is he? Ted, excuse me a moment. Ted footsteps into Bryce's way. Ted, oh, uh, Stuart, Stuart, yes, Mr. Van Norton. Ted, would you like to, would you take care of my hand, Maggie, please? Stuart, yes, sir, right away. Ted, thanks. Ted footsteps back into statement. Ted, come on, Helen, let's go down to the dock. Helen, I'll call the purser. I am, Ted, wait a minute, now look. Battle papers. Ted C. Passport, fingerprints, and photograph, birth certificate, State Department, credentials. Letters from you. Helen, they're all forgeries. Ted, I'm sorry, you're, they're, they're genuine. Helen, you are not going home with me. I won't stand for it. 
Take very well, darling. I'll check in the hotel. For the time being, but after all, you can't keep a guy out of his own home, can you? Oh, George, George, I've never been so stunned in my life. He just stood there, smiling at me, saying over and over, he was Ted. George, well, wait a minute. You see, he had a vocation. Had everything, even lesser for me, but when Ted first arrived in the land. George, were they genuine? I don't know if you think so. Will my lawyer do something? Um, George, well, he's done better than to try to get away by the forgeries, Helen. You are sure you're right? Helen, George, you don't think I know my own brother? George, oh, but they've been close to three, seven years. We've been in a prison camp. There are a lot of differences in the man's appearance. Oh no, it's not entirely a matter of appearance. Ray Waltz, his voice, his mannerisms. So is Ted's dead. George, what? Helen, oh, you should have, oh, you could, would have written. Something terrible has happened. I'm sure of it. Got to get some idea. This man might, might have killed him. Yes, that's it. it. He could have, he, so he could get his hands on Ted's money. George, there's a pretty, pretty seriously, but charge, Helen. You've got to be sure of yourself. The only one in Seattle who could recognize him. Remember? You've been gone for seven years. Do you know any pictures? Oh no, I thought of that. No, there weren't any. Well, since he was a little boy, he spent most of his time east of Aunt Ida. George, where is she? George, Helen, she died some time ago. George, well, there's a lot of ways you can check him on him. State Department ought to know that him had been with them for over ten years. You say he's stopping at a hotel? Helen, yes. George, you know, of course. You can prove his identity. He's a fingerprint right to live here near this house. Helen, I tell you, he's a fingerprint imposter. You're not coming here if I have to hire someone to throw it out. Knock on the bedroom door. Helen waits stupidly. Who is it? Rona from behind the door. It's Rona, miss. Helen, oh, what time is it? Rona from behind the door. After eight. Helen, I'm happily. Oh, go away, I'm sleepy. Rona from behind the door. I must see you, miss. Hello, right. Rona, come in. Sound door, bedroom door opens. A Rona steps in. Hello, now what is it? Rona, it's, it's that man, Mr. Van Norton. Hello, where is he? Rona is in the guest bathroom. They're shaving. Helen's hurried footsteps down the hall to the bedroom. The Ted is shaving with a buzzy electrical razor. Ted sings, Oh, give me a home with a buffalo's room. But a dear sound, but the bathroom door opens. Ted, Well, good morning. Electric razor stops. Helen frears, What do you think you're doing? Ted, shaving, morning observations. Tuckles, Can't I, can I, can I say you used to have ladies barge into the bathroom? Helen, seriously, get out of here. Ted, knocking, warning. Ah, ha, temper, temper. Helen, how did you get in? Ted, well, I couldn't get a room in that hotel. I took a taxi up last night, walked it in the fat door. It was open, you see. Helen, you could leave the same way you came in. Ted chuckles. Oh, no, I'm I'm here to stay, dear sister, dear. I've got the proof in my pocket. You want to get me out. You have to contract right down to the Hall of Justice and get yourself a order. Ted. Have you some more coffee, Helen? Helen, have some more coffee, Helen. Helen, no thanks. Ted, hotcakes? 
Helen, Mr. Whatever You Are, Ted Van Norton, named Theodore Van Norton. I must say, I've never seen such a colossal, seen such a colossal nerve in my life. Ted, oh, you flatter me. Helen, you're not at all concerned about servants. Ted, am I? Um, should I be? Helen, aren't you afraid they will fall, fail to recognize you? Ted, don't be silly. None of them were here. I left. It was the butler when it was last to go. I think, by the way, Helen, whatever came along, Edward. Helen, there are a lot of other people in town. Of course. What about your teachers, Washington? White school. Ted laughs. Why, Helen laughs. I believe you're trying to trick me. You know, father sent me to Foxhill. I can't was fourteen. I never went to Washington Heights, Helen frustrated, moving off. Ted, where are you going? Helen snatched. You seem to know everything. Why don't you tell me that, that? Sound, Helen footsteps start out, but stop with. Ted, oh Helen, we have some talking to do, darling, about the wheel, father's estate. It's all a bit to me, you know. Seems to me this stretch owes me close to a million dollars. So Helen footsteps hurry off. So that door slams. Yes, of course, Miss Van Norton. I'll be delighted to come down tomorrow afternoon. Ted was always one of my favourites. You know, any time, special time? Helen, about two o'clock. Ripley. Fine, fine. I'll be right at, it'll be quite moving, won't it? Helen, please. Yes, indeed, Mr. Ripley, quite moving. Helen, Mr. Ripley, this is George Credit, my lawyer. Ripley, Mr. Credit, George, how do you do, sir? Helen, would you like to wait in the living room? Mr. Whitby, I think Ted's after the tennis court. I'll call him. We'll call him. Whitby, thanks. Helen, come on, George. Excuse me, Mr. Whitby. Mr. Whitby, of course. Helen, George, footsteps to the door. When it opens and shuts, the step outside, footsteps. Helen, you still think I don't know my brother? George, now I see. I, now I never said that, Helen. I only said seven years can make a lot of differences. You yourself said the general appearance features were the same. Helen, no, so I'm afraid, Mr. Watson, now he's going to suffer a little embarrassment. George, do you think Ripsby will recognise him? Helen, recognise him as Poster? Is that what you mean? George, hmm. Helen, he knows Ted as well as I do. George, thought for her, uh, yeah, uh. Helen, what is the matter, George? I don't know, I had some those documents checked. Hospital records in Milan. He was a patient there for over. Helen, I tell you, he's a fraud. Heaven knows what's happened to Ted or how his crook got hold of his papers, but he's. George, all right, all right, Helen. You better go and call him. Door closes, Ted's footsteps in. Ted, oh, sis, what's up? Helen, I'm sorry to wait till you, your tennis game, Ted. Ted, oh no, oh no, it's Ted's. It's. No, no, Ted now, huh? And, oh, well, of course, I could have been mistaken, could have been mistaken, you know, Ted, well, can I say I expected this? Can't say I expected this, home. 
I'd be a little foolish not to admit when I'm wrong, wouldn't I? Come on, dear. The footsteps of Jules doing following. Ted, where to? Helen, just to the living room. You can go back to your tennis in a moment. Oh, there you are, George. George. Hello, Ted. Ted. Hello, George. What's going on around here? Helen, we're going into the living room. George, perhaps you'd like to join us. George, yes, of course. Helen. Well, open the door, George. George, uh? Oh, sorry. Living door, door opens. Ted. Say, what's this all about? Surprise, Rigsby. Rigsby is invited. Ted, but tell me, old boy. Where have you been? Lars of Beverly. Ted thrilled. Oh, you old son of a gun. What's this? Helen? Surprise? We didn't. Why don't they, they tip a guy off when his old headmaster comes to see him? Rigsby. Oh, you're looking fine, Ted. Teddy. Good lord. Been a long time. Ted, yes. Rigsby. Last time I saw you, you were after which. After which. Westbourne game, remember? Ted Westbourne? Yeah, Stokey. Stinky's there, too. Should I do you. So do you remember? The bus broke down the night outside of Winter G. Rigby laughs. Ted, you and I had to, to hitch fades. You can have Master Issa stand there, stone speechless, just staring at them. They slap each other on the back for getting on back you. George voice looking at you. He's on the side now, and you're sure of it. Worst of all, he's beginning to get you too. He's not Ted, your foster brother. You know it. He's positive. Tipless go through all this thing world. It seems to be your word against him. Proof doesn't. Proof doesn't mean. And still, one way he's on there. Like another one. He's got a state department. What's to do, say? It's the most important that you check this matter thoroughly. I'm positive the man with great vision teams himself as my foster brother, Poster, state. You say that you were with Mr. Van Norton when he filed his original application in 1938? Oh yes, I saw him attach his photograph, picture fingerprints. I simply want to see that application. State. I've already the file to us in the actual well, you can check it there. Will you that be satisfactory? Helen, quite satisfactory. Thank you. Doc, I see you say this file was forwarded from Rotterdam. Helen, that's right. I simply want to examine it, particularly the photograph. Doc, uh-huh. Excuse me a moment, a moment Miss Van Horton. I have to look it up. Clark footsteps away. Tell him, Hello, well, George. George, well, what? Helen, can't you, can't, can't say that I please for your lack of faith in me. George, well, who is, who said you think about that? Helen, oh, it's clear enough. George, look, I'm a lawyer. I'm believing black and white. If you throw enough evidence at me, Mr. Ruby was a very convincing witness. Helen, he's a de- deceptive old fool. He'd been, had been for 15 years, George. I thought he was an intelligent man. Helen, I look, I could have passed you off as I could have passed you off as my brother. You've got what Ted looks like, George. And does that that explain why Ted recognised him? I don't know. You might be arguing against yourself. You say Rigby might have forgotten what he looks like. Helen, what do you mean? 
George, you almost have forgotten yourself. You have haven't seen Ted in almost seven years. A man can change, Helen. Oh, don't be ridiculous. I know my own brother as well as I know that. George, uh, shh, here comes the clerk. Clark's footsteps approach Clark. Here we are, Theodore H. Van Norton. Now, what did you wish to see? Helen, here, let me see Let's me see it. Ruffles through fire. Helen reads, medical examination. Education application. Where's the picture? Clark on the other side. Helen, oh, here. So it's page. Helen graphs. George, set of beat, set of eyes, Helen. Helen is shaken. It can't be. I saw her Ted paste the picture on himself. Clark, is something wrong? Helen. Upset, of course there's something wrong. This isn't Ted's picture. It's, it's that man, George. Helen, Helen, get a hold of yourself, Helen. But, here, let me see. Here you are, fingerprints. Now listen, listen, Clark. I want this whole record is sent to the office through the Federal Bureau investigation, George. Helen, you've got to have a rest. This thing is getting you. Helen, that's one thing that can't be fooled, don't you see? It can't fool his fingerprints. Helen, Clark, I'm sorry, Mrs. Van Holden. Miss Van Holden? I do not have no authority saying, Helen, you've got to. I tell you, there's a stranger in my house. He's posting, posing my brother, foster brother, with a million dollars involved. George, just wait, just a minute, Helen, please, to the clerk softly. Yes, I must support Mr. Robbins. And because of the money involved, Miss Van Houten is extremely upset. Clark, of course, Mr. Chadwick. But you see, I can't simply turn over the material like this to George. I'll make the necessary arrangements with the FBI, Mr. Robbins. I get your authority from Washington. Would that be even satisfactory? Clark, quite, Mr. Chadwick, quite. Door opens, Helen Fox sets in. Helen, calm, does it? Hello, Ted. Hello, well, Helen. I'm going to wonder what, where you all last alone. Helen, oh, downtown shopping stories are fright, stores are frightful these days. Ted, indeed they are. Sound raffle with paper, battle newspaper. Ted, reading? Helen, reading? Ted, oh yeah. Helen, who's Tip Dace, Tracy? Ted, oh, have you checked him out today? Helen, funny, you used to read it, Tracy, before you looked at the date lines. Ted, I guess a guy gets a little serious at all. He is overseas, prison camp hospital. Helen, oh yes, I suppose so. Ted, you're looking calmer today. You finally decided on the real thing. Helen, I didn't want to, I wanted to use a freedom rate, Ted. So unbelievable, I didn't quite trust my senses anymore. Ted, sure, you're a good kid, Helen. I don't blame you. Helen, will you drink, will you drink on it? Ted, why not? Helen footsteps to the bar. Helen, what, what would be? Ted, Berman soda. Helen, oh, you're a man of my heart. Helen fixes a drink. Ted, ah, oh, you know, a kind of surprise. I thought you'd be a tough enough to crack. Helen, oh, you expected me to be suspicious. Ted, well, after the episode on the boat, I expect anything. Helen, no. Foots, Helen's footsteps to Ted. Ted, Helen, eh, here you are. Clink of glasses. Ted, thanks. Helen, well, we'll drink. What will we drink to? To us, of course. Helen, all right, to us. FBI, yes, madam? Helen, you're in charge of fingerprinting department here? FBI, yes. Helen, I'm Helen Van Norton. I brought the high ball glass yesterday. 
Oh no, there's some fingerprints on it. The boy, yes, yes. There's the one you wanted us to check against the prints. The State Department of Application File. Pern, that's right. FBI. Oh, where did you get that glass? Hello, oh, there's a man posing with my brother, staying at my house. There, his fingerprints. FBI, are you sure of the prints on the application? Hello, what do you mean? FBI, are you sure that identified prints are your brother? Hello, of course. I was with him in Washington when he completed the application in 1938. I saw him put on the, put on, put the prints in. FBI, I see. Well, I would have settled it once and for all. Hello, what do you mean? FBI, the man at your house is your brother, Miss Van Holden. The prints are identical. Helen? I, I, why? I can't be. I can't. FBI, you can't. We wouldn't commit ourselves. We weren't positive. Helen, days. I see. Yes, of course. I must forget to thank him. Catches himself. I'll oh, thank you. Well, Helen, that sells it, doesn't it? You're beating him, and you know it. Worst of all, you got all sure of yourself anymore. You're not sure of yourself anymore. Yes, that's the unforgettable part. Not knowing in your mind whether you're right or wrong, but you still have one more. Have one more out. Just one. It's a long chance, but you decided you have to take it. You say once and all, or whether or not this man Ted is your is your fate foster brother, where you can trust your own mind. It's very late that night. Get get that quietly out of bed. Walk downstairs to the telephone. House is quiet as tomb. Everyone's asleep. And the footsteps receive that dolls. Phone rings. Call a perspective. It's answered. Operator. The distance, Helen. I want to call Shanghai operator, Mr. G.S. Julian. 28 Poland Drive, Shanghai. Operator. Filter. Just a minute. Moment. Please, Mrs. Mr. C.S. Julian. Helen, yes. Operator. 38 Pauline Drive, Shanghai. Helen, yes. Operator, filter. You'll be late. Will you wait? Helen, yes, I will. Wait. Operator. Is where is your party? Go ahead, please. Helen, hello. Julian, filter, hello. Helen, hello. Helen, it's this Mr. Julian. Julian, no, who is calling, please? Helen, I'm just talking to you in April. 1941, the man I gave you was Grayson. Do you remember that? The game I gave you was Grayson. Julian felt suspicious. Why are you calling? Helen, do you remember me? Julian, of course I remember you. You were called concerning a man, Mr. Van Norton. As I remember, he was in the Milan. Helen, do you know what became of him? Julian. He was killed in action May of 1941. Are you positive? Julian, positive. Helen, thank you, Mr. Julian. Thank you very much. <clears throat> it was a leaf to know, wasn't it? You trust your own senses now. Take his dead, Mr. Julian told you so. A change in the house is a poster. Somehow, some way, he can prove it. And the $50,000 you paid, Mr. Julian, back in spring of 1941. It's still a good risk, because Ted's a million dollars half of the state will be yours, all of it. But right now, you don't want to think about it anymore. 
and to be rewarded. All you want to know is your bed and the first good night of sleep in a week. You put down the phone and start to roll the stairs. Start receiver down, head and footsteps away. You put down this phone and start to roll down the stairs. Ted, no longer charming. Sit down, Helen. Helen, startled grip. How long have you been there? Ted, long enough, I said, sit down. Helen, going upstairs. Ted, sit down before you fall down. Helen sits. Ted, that's it. You just hang yourself, baby. There's a record of that phone conference now that the FBI called us. Helen, what are you talking about? Ted, you didn't have, you didn't have Shankai in case. You're wondering. You were talking to the boys down the office, not Mr. Julian. You see, you see, so the link just gave us. We knew Mr. Julian paid ten thousand dollars, paid ten thousand dollars, part of the money you sent him to one of his boys in the land, the boy who killed your foster brother, Ted. And then, but, Ted, I was the only one who knew. I detained over there at the prison camp, like I said, it was a long wait. Helen, what made you suspect me, Ted? I didn't at first. I knew Ted had a foster sister. I knew there was a close to a million bucks in it somewhere. I had three and a half years in prison camp to think over. A guy can do a lot of deductive thinking in three and a half years. All I had was a suspicion. Helen, what about Julian? The Ted authorities in Shanghai again with him. Helen, well, I guess there's nothing much I can do. Ted, tough, isn't it? You could have been a marriage kid if you hadn't been a, weren't a killer at heart. You should have picked and bit out someone. Should have picked out somebody, someone in the state department. Oh, take, took us a long time to work out. A lot of planning, a lot of names, a lot of people to run down. We drew, can even draw, drew on the surface of Mister Rigby. When we got, when we got going, we knew you'd crack sooner or later. Helen, who are you? Ted, this is this time, baby. I'll tell you the truth. I was your brother, best friend, Mr. My name's McKay. Oh, and incidentally, I'm with the FBI. 